How are you guys going this fine evening? Are you alive? I'm not convinced. Are you alive? Yeah! I think some of us are still asleep. Last one more time. Are you alive? Yeah! There we go. Hey, I'm, uh, it's a huge privilege again to be here. Can you guys join me just thanking uh, Pastor John Luke for an amazing man of God that he is. What a gift he is well to our lives and to your life as well. And um, I'm really excited. I, I want to encourage you if I just have 10 minutes of your attention. I really believe that God wants to do something really powerful, not just in this room, but in your life personally tonight. And so I want to ask you, if you'd be so kind, just to give your attention for these next few minutes, not for me so that I can feel good about what I have to say, but because the Holy Spirit is here, Jesus is here, and Jesus actually has something that he wants to give you tonight. You know, the Bible says that he prepares a table. Everyone say table. Table. He prepares a table for us in the presence of the enemies. God is a God that actually prepares a meal for us. Even when we're surrounded by life situations and circumstances where it feels hard, where it feels overwhelming, where it feels uncertain, He's the type of God that in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of your struggle, He prepares a banquet for you and His invitation is here. Why don't you come sit down and eat with me tonight? And I believe for every single one of you guys personally, if you're in this room, if you can hear my voice right now, God has a personal meal prepared for you. God has a, something that is specifically designed that only you can receive because the greatest chef in the whole world, Jesus Christ, has personally catered it towards you. But what I found in my own journey with God is that more often than not, most times, my ability to receive from God is actually totally dependent on the hunger that I come to God with. That God actually doesn't and isn't able to fill us beyond a point of our own appetite and our own hunger. And so we are going to open up for worship. I'm going to believe the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. I'm going to believe people are going to pray in tongues for the first time. Some of you uh, might get prophetic pictures and visions. Some of you might get a word for someone else. Some of you might fall over. It doesn't matter what the manifestation looks like because it's the same Jesus that does it all. But I know that Jesus has something for you. And my whole job, as I'm standing on this red carpet right now, my job tonight is to simply roll out a red carpet so that Jesus can walk in and speak to you and touch your life tonight. And so I want to challenge you for these next few minutes. Begin to stir an appetite in your heart tonight. Begin to stir If you're a leader in this room, begin to awaken a hunger inside of yourself. God, what are you doing in my life? What do you want to speak to me? What do you want to say to me? Because according to your hunger will determine what you'll be filled with. And so I want to title this message tonight, if you are taking your notes, simply this, The Blessing of Hunger. Everyone say, The Blessing. The Blessing. The blessing. Everyone say, Of Hunger. Of hunger. hunger. Everyone say, The Blessing. The Blessing. They want to say like that, man, Hunger. Hunger. Who here gets hungry? Give me a wave. Half the room. Who here, when you're hungry, you just like, you, you, have you ever been in that place before where you're so hungry, but you're also just like lying down at the same time and can't be bothered getting up and going to the kitchen? Who, yeah, yeah, you, who feels me? Who here, your prayer in that moment is that your mum would just knock on your door and just be like, um, did you want some lunch today? Yes. And you're, you're like, yes, I do want some lunch. Who here loves that moment when your mum comes and gives food? Does anyone ever have a mum come give them food or is it just me? Just me. That never happens. All of these poor, poor children in front of me that have never had your parents prepare a meal. You know, I find for me, often more often than not, the way that I get fed 
Most of the times, my mum does come and give me food, but most times when I'm hungry, I don't just snap my fingers and a meal appears before me. That would be awesome if it happened every time. But most of the time I'm hungry, what I have to do is I actually need to get up. I need to go to the kitchen. I need to open the pantry. I need to get that Indomie Migarine noodles out of that cupboard. Hello, somebody. I need to pull that thing out. I need to not, not be a joker and cook it in the microwave. I've got to do it on the stovetop because I'm a sensible adult, if you know what I'm saying. You've got to boil the kettle first. Does anyone know how to cook migraine properly here? That's when you're adulting properly when you know how to cook migraine. And I actually need to make some effort. I need to spend some time. I need to spend some effort cooking. And when I exercise the proper effort, I prepare a meal for myself. And then my hunger gets satisfied, not because someone knocked on my door with Uber Eats, but because something inside of me prompted me to do something. You know, in the natural, God's way, we all need food. Every single one of you. Even you boys at the back right now with the white hat. What's your name? With the white hat. Hey, bro, what's your name? Jairus. Jairus, what's your favorite meal? Hungry Jacks. Yeah. Hungry Jacks? I love Hungry Jacks too. And the thing about Jairus, right, is that Jairus, if he doesn't get Hungry Jacks at least one time in a year, he's going to fall over dead because he is starving hungry. Everyone needs to eat. In fact, I don't know if you've ever gone like a day without food, but you're starving on the other side of that. And so from Jairus to John Luke to my guy Charlie, wherever he is, to Lachlan, every single one of you guys, you actually need to eat food. But God's way of helping us to eat isn't by giving us a meal every day. You don't wake up every day and just go, oh my gosh, there's a meal there. No, no, what does God do? He places an appetite inside of you. And that hunger, that appetite leads you to find your own meal. And I believe just in the natural how it is for us to get fed physically, I believe in the supernatural. God's process and His desire to speak to you, God's desire to move, Jesus' desire to move radically in your life doesn't just look like Him knocking on the door of your heart every now and then being like, here I am to die me, Jesus. No, no, sometimes it actually looks like Him placing a hunger on the inside of you that says, you know what, God, I'm not just here to spectate tonight. I want to lean into you tonight. And in the same way, you get up from your bed and you go to the kitchen, you get up from your seat, you come to the altar, you get on your knees, you start cooking that meal, you start saying, Jesus, would you move in my life tonight? Jesus, I'm desperate for a touch of you. Jesus, I don't want to leave the same way I came. Jesus, I want more of you. And as you're doing that, what is happening is the appetite and the hunger on the inside of you is leading you to an encounter. One of the greatest gifts that you and I can ever receive isn't just an encounter from God. It's a hunger for God. Because an encounter from God is great for a moment, but a hunger for God will sustain you for a lifetime. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6, blessed, everyone say blessed. 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 Everyone say like you, say blessed. Blessed. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Interesting, it doesn't say blessed are those that are filled. It says blessed are they that are hungry. See, what you're filled with right now spiritually is a result of what you were hungry for yesterday. But what you're going to be filled with tonight is a result of what you're hungry for right now. That according to the level of your hunger right now determines God's ability to fill you right now. That the blessing isn't on those that are already filled. Maybe you've already had an encounter with God two years ago at a youth camp. Maybe you got prayed for once and you got healed physically. Maybe you spoke in tongues and it was an awesome experience. You're like, man, I'm so blessed. I'm filled with God. The Bible doesn't say you're blessed because you're filled with God already. 
The Bible says you're only blessed if you're hungry for God right now. Because if you're filled with God, it's because of what you were hungry for yesterday. But if you're hungry for God today, it means God's got something more to get to you tomorrow as well. That the blessing is on those that are hungry. And there's a story that we all probably know in the book of John chapter 6, where Jesus is going around teaching and preaching and he's ministering to people. And everywhere that Jesus is going there, he's got these crowds of people following him. And so Jesus and his buddies, they get in this boat and they go across the sea to across the Sea of Tiberias and they land on the far side of the shore. And then all of a sudden, this crowd is there looking for them. And it's not just like a small crowd, not just like 60 people like in this room. It's actually a massive crowd. The Bible records that there's thousands of people. And so Jesus sits down and he starts teaching this crowd of people. And the day is ticking on, they're kind of hanging out. And then Jesus turns to one of his disciples, Philip, and he says, Hey, Philip, where are we going to get enough food to feed all these people? Where are we going to get enough money to buy food for all these people? Philip looks at Jesus like, Jesus, you're crazy, man. Even if we had all the money, even if we had a year's wages, we wouldn't have enough for everyone even just to have a little bit. And then another disciple rocks up and is like, hey, I know you guys are saying that you want to feed everyone. I don't have a lot of food, but here I've got, I've got two loaves, or I've got five loaves and two small fish. But what are they amongst so many? And then we jump into the story in Luke chapter 6, verse number 10. It says this, tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. That in this instance, Jesus takes a very small meal. He distributes it, gives it, and everyone eats. But I want you guys to zone in with me. Uh, if you go back a couple of verses, I believe, to verse 12. After everyone was full. Everyone say full. full. Say it like with passion. Say full. full. Say I pity the fool. I pity the fool. A similar way. After everyone was full, <laughs> Jesus told his disciples, now, everyone say now. now. Now gather the leftovers that nothing may be wasted. Jesus only gathered what was left over once everyone was full. He waited until every single one of those thousands, some scholars believe there's 10,000 plus people there that day, from five flipping loaves, man, fed 10,000 people. Jesus waited till every single one of them had eaten as much as they possibly could. And when they were so full that they couldn't eat anymore, he said, okay, okay, now go gather the leftovers that nothing may be wasted. That Jesus' miracle that day wasn't limited by his power. It was limited by the people's hunger. That the, the, the food multiplied that day, not because he was only able to multiply it to this limit. It multiplied to this limit because that's how much the people were able to eat in that moment. Yeah. My question for you tonight is how hungry are you? Because your hunger and your appetite for the things of God tonight, I'm not just talking about natural food. I'm talking about a spiritual encounter. I'm talking about seeking Jesus. I'm talking about meeting with Him. I'm talking about longing for Him, desiring Him, falling flat in your face and seeking Him. Your hunger for Jesus tonight determines His ability to fill you. That the miracle in the story went as far as the people's hunger led them to go. 
I want to challenge you and ask you this question. How far will your hunger lead you tonight? Maybe for some of us, our hunger is going to lead us to respond in prayer. But maybe you've responded before and after two minutes, you're like, man, nothing's really, I'm not really feeling it, feeling a little bit off today. And I might just sit down at the back of the room. I wonder if there's a young person here tonight saying, no, God, there's room inside of me for more. Yeah, Jesus, would you fill me more? I know you moved in my life last night. I know I got set free last night, but Jesus, there's an appetite inside of me today for more. Jesus, I want more of you today. And rather than just going for two minutes on the altar, I'm going to go for 10. I'm going to go for 20. It's not about how much, but I can guarantee you this, that if there's hunger left on the inside of you, there is the capacity of God to fill you. If there's a desire in you for the Spirit of God, for the things of God, there is no shortage in heaven for God to supply everything that you need. And so my question for you tonight is simply this. Where is your hunger? Because where your hunger is will actually enable and allow God to fill you. And maybe your hunger isn't that great right now. If you were to be honest with yourself, you're like, man, I'm kind of just waiting to go to bed right now. Or man, I'm kind of looking for, just looking forward to Adventure World tomorrow. I'm looking forward to having another 25-minute shower tomorrow. Whatever that looks like for you. I don't, I don't know what you're looking forward to. Maybe your hunger, if you would, let's just be totally honest, leader, be totally honest with yourself. Your hunger right now, is it really, God, I really, really want you? And if it isn't, it's generally most of the time because of one of two reasons. You know, I don't know if you've ever fasted before. Fasting is when you uh, don't eat food. So that you can seek God more. It's a biblical thing both in the Old Testament and in the New. But something really profound happens when your body doesn't consume food for a number of days. You know, they say when you're doing a 21-day fast or a 10-day fast where you're not eating food for an extended period of time, the first few days are the hungriest. Why? Because that is when your appetite is the greatest. That's when you smell the bacon and it's like, man, I'm starving. That's where you're literally groaning your stomachs, eating itself because you're so hungry. But... What happens after the first day of no eating is, you, you know, you still feel hungry the second day and then two days go into three and then after three days, it's all of a sudden that crazy appetite goes away. And it's not that you ate food somewhere, you get to day five, you get to day six, to day seven, and it's like the hunger, the desire for food is actually not even there anymore. And what happens is we lose our appetite when we don't eat. And in the natural, so in the spiritual. If you are someone and you haven't been seeking God recently, the reality is you're probably not hungry for Him right now. Because when we seek God, it awakens greater appetite on the inside of us. In the natural, the more you eat, the more full you get. But in the supernatural, the more you seek God, the more you pray, the more you love Him, the hungrier for Him that you get, the greater the appetite becomes. And so if you're in a place tonight and you're saying, Matt, I don't even really care about this whole God thing. I'm not even seeking Jesus right now. I'm not even looking to Him. I want to challenge you. Just start eating. Just start seeking. Just start responding. Because every meal that you have, every time you lift your hands, every time you lean into God, what you're doing is you're enlarging an appetite on the inside of you. And the more that you eat, the more God has the ability to fill you. And so maybe you're not hungry and you were to be totally honest, it's been a very, very long time since you sought the Lord, since you had an encounter with God. I want to encourage you with this. Let tonight be your first meal in a long time. Break your spiritual fast tonight with Jesus here on this altar. Allow Him to fill you. Allow Him to speak to you. Allow Him to move in your life. Number one, the reason that we generally aren't hungry is because 
we stopped eating altogether. Number two, everyone say number two. Number two reason I find that we lose our hunger is because, not because we stopped eating, it's just we were eating the wrong thing. You know, I remember this one time, I uh, told my mum I'd be home for dinner, and it got to about 5.30, and man, I was starving, it was the end of a work day, and uh, I don't always do this, and I'm a bit of ashamed to admit it with you guys tonight, but we're family, so I want to be totally transparent with you. It's just what happened this day, I'm, I'm ashamed, I regret it. And I was on my way home and then I heard the devil whisper in my ear, go to McDonald's. And I was like, dang it, devil. And so I found myself in the drive-thru at McDonald's and I'm lining up there and I didn't want to be there, but one thing led to another. And then before I knew it, I had a double quarter pounder in my hands. Who here loves double quarter pounders, by the way? Aren't they just, that's the double portion of the Lord right there. And so I had this double quarter pounder. And then before I know, I'm like, oh God, help me to resist, help me to. And then I'm just halfway through my burger without even realizing it. I'm halfway through my drinks. I'm, I'm eating chips. And then, but one thing led to the next. And before you know, I've eaten a full McDonald's meal. And I'm like, man, that was satisfying. That was delicious. That was so great. And then before I knew it, I was on my way home. I rock up home. And I don't know about you, but when I told mum I'm being home for dinner and then I rock up and I don't want to eat, it doesn't really go too well. And so what I need to do is I need to try fake it and pretend that I'm really, really hungry to get through this meal. So I get home and my stomach is packed, man. And mum's like, hey, Dinner's on the table for you. And so I get there, I roll up my sleeves, I wipe the sweat off my forehead, I'm like, let's go. And so I walk into the dining room table, and I'm there, and I want to be honest with you, normally I can eat a lot, but dude, I am struggling. Have you ever been there where you're struggling to finish a meal? And it's like you're on your first bite, and it's like, oh, it's good food, but I'm so full. I, I take another bite, I take a third bite, and I'm literally forcing it down, trying not to regurgitate as I'm eating, just so that I don't hurt my mum in the process. And then it gets to the end of it, and I'm like, only halfway through my lasagna, I'm like, oh, mom, I'm not really feeling too well. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, here, can I just go to bed? And I go to my room, and I never tell her about the McDonald's that I had, because I know that, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so I never told her about that, and I didn't get to eat the meal that she had for me, not because the meal wasn't good, not because my hunger wasn't there. It's because I ate the wrong thing along the road. And sometimes we go through the road of life, and it's not that God hasn't prepared something. It's not that God doesn't have something for you. It's not that you have a, a, a bad appetite on the inside of you. But somewhere along the journey, you decided to fill yourself with something that was good but wasn't God. You decided to fill yourself with something that filled you for a moment but wasn't what God had prepared for you. Rather than opening your Bible, you decided to watch that Netflix movie. Rather than spending that time in God's presence, you spent that three hours on TikTok late at night scrolling in your bed. You allowed yourself, rather than seeking God and allowing Him to be the meal that you eat, you found yourself eating this trash food along the way. And what it did is it robbed you of the hunger that you had for the right thing. But I feel tonight, what God wants to do is He wants to shift some appetites in this place. Some of us been eating the wrong thing. Some of us been eating sin. Some of us been eating bad habits. Some of us been eating YouTube binges. Some of us, it's, it's not even like technically sin, it's gaming. But if you're to be honest with yourself, you spend a lot more time in front of that console than you do in front of Jesus. And I believe that tonight, God wants to shift your appetite over, that you will no longer just be satisfied by the things of the world, but you would say, Jesus, I just want you, nothing else will do. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. I want to hunger for you, I want to seek you, because when you allow yourself to be filled with God, nothing else will satisfy just like it. Sin will satisfy you for a moment, but Jesus will satisfy you for a lifetime. And if you're in this room tonight, and you're saying, Matt, that's not me. 
I, I, I'm not hungry like you're talking. I want to be hungry like you're saying. But I feel you. I've been eating the wrong thing. I believe there's an opportunity for you here tonight on youth camp the second night to come to God with an honest heart and say, God, I've been eating trash. I've been consuming this junk. I've been consuming this sin. Take it away. Tonight, I don't want to consume that stuff anymore. I want to consume you, Jesus. And I believe for you, there is a moment with God. For you, there is an appetite enlarger tonight. For you, there is an encounter with God that God wants to fill you, but it's going to start by Him shifting an appetite on the inside of you. And some of you might walk away from tonight and you're going to find yourself going to bed, going, God, I just want to pray a little bit more. You're going to find yourself after youth camp in a week's time. You're going to wake up in the morning and rather than going on Instagram, you're going to want to go onto that Bible app and just get the verse of the day. Rather than listening to that music that you know was talking about all those booties and WAP and all that crap, let's be honest, it's what people are listening to. You're saying, no, I don't want to fill myself with McDonald's anymore. I want to fill myself with Mum's lasagna. Hello. I want to fill myself with the presence of God. I'm going to put on Planet Shakers. I'm going to crank on some work. I'm going to soak myself in the presence of God because the things of this earth do not satisfy. Only Jesus is going to satisfy me. When you allow yourself to get an appetite for God, you'll find your behavior will shift automatically. And so maybe your hunger's gone and it's either because you've been eating the wrong thing or maybe your hunger's gone just because you haven't been eating at all. But my encouragement for you tonight is not just that Jesus is here, but an opportunity for hunger and for appetite is here. I feel the greatest gift you can ever receive isn't the gift of tongues. It's not the gift of prophecy. It's not even, I, I would sometimes even go as far as to argue it's not even just all that you can put on all the gifts of the world, all, all the encounters with God. And they're like, man, they are so great. But that is not the greatest gift. I, I personally believe the greatest gift you can walk away with is simply this, the gift of hunger. Because you can have a moment with God and it can be the most radical encounter of your life. But if you walk away from that moment less hungry than how you walked in, that is the peak of where God will take you in your relationship with Him. But if you can walk away from tonight saying, Jesus, I want to be hungrier for you than I've ever been before. You just watch how God fills your life. You watch how God speaks to you. You watch how God moves in your life. Can we put up that scripture one more time? In Matthew 5, chapter, six, or chapter 5, verse number 6. Blessed are those not that are filled with God, not that have the gift of tongues, not that prophesy, not that see healings, not that even are filled with God Himself. No, no, no. Blessed are those who hunger. Blessed are those who thirst. Because to the one who hungers, to the one who thirsts, they shall be satisfied. They shall be filled. So my question for every single person in this room is simply this. Where is your hunger tonight? Are you hungry for God? Because can I tell you, your hunger is the door which Jesus can walk through to come and fill your life. Yeah. And I feel for so many of us, God just wants to enlarge tonight. It's all, all I feel He really wants to do. Enlarge our appetite for more of Him, for more of the things of God. And maybe even one of those two groups is going to be an opportunity just a moment for you to respond. And for all of us, every leader, every person to do business with God and say, God, here I am. Would you create in me a clean heart? Would you enlarge my appetite? God, I want to know you. I want to see you. I want to hunger for you. Come on, all across this place, would you stand to your feet and close your eyes? Feel the atmosphere shifting. I'd like to invite the worship team just to come and join me. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you are wonderful. Just close your eyes, lift your hands right where you are. Jesus, we love you, Lord. 
Come like a mighty rushing wind, Lord God. Lord Jesus, would you fill this place with your glory tonight, God? We don't want the fake, Lord God. We don't want just uh, pretend, God. We want your presence. We want your presence tonight, Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you come like a flood? Would you come and move even right now, Lord God? Would you land on people? Lord Jesus, would you touch people all across this room? Lord God, would you heal people that are sick? I pray for someone that's got a uh, sore tailbone right now, Father God, in their lower back. If that's you right now, lift your hands. You've got a sore lower back, my tailbone area. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we have been healed. So over that disc, over all that area, I release healing right now to flow. I thank you for a miracle. You are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. So Father God, in Jesus' name, I just declare healing. I declare a miracle. I declare breakthrough right now, Lord God. I thank you that by your wounds, we are healed, God. So Lord, I thank you for healing in that person right now. There it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Lord God. If you're in this place and you're struggling with mental health, anxiety or something like that, I want to pray for you right now. If, if you're struggling with nightmares, you, you, you can't get to sleep because you're having nightmares in the night or maybe there's just anxiety in your mind. I believe Jesus really wants to minister. He wants to speak to you. I want to challenge you. If that's you right now, be bold. Step out from your seat and come down the front right now. I believe Jesus wants to meet you down at this altar. If that's you, you're getting nightmares or you've got any mental health and there's no shame in this. Man, the journey that I had for over a year was a mental health journey. I felt physically I had anxiety every day. If that's you, I want to challenge you to be bold, to step out, to step forward on this altar tonight. Because I believe Jesus wants to meet you here. Jesus wants to minister to you. He wants to touch your life. So come on. You, you can stay in your seat tonight. But you know what's better than being comfortable in your seat? It's being free in front of other people. Jesus came to set free the captives. So Father God, I thank you for those that are in this room that are struggling right now. Father God, I thank you for freedom right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Father God, I declare deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. We break bondage right now in Jesus' name, Lord God. I thank you for freedom, Lord God. I thank you that you came to set the captives free, Lord God. I thank you, would you wash them, Lord God? Would you renew neurological pathways right now, Lord God, and bring freedom in Jesus' mighty name? Lord God, I thank you, God, for blessing. I thank you for a release, Lord. I thank you for a shift right now. Nightmares no longer, Father God. I declare healing, Lord God.